work had another one of those like uh, those crazy discount deal things that uh, they've been doing. Mm. Uh, I got these headphones. These are Bose headphones that are normally three hundred and fifty dollars. Those do look. Uh, they did look new. Oh yeah, I got fifty bucks. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. I was like, I, I just, I couldn't, like, I wasn't necessarily in the market, but <laughs> you better believe. I was like, yeah, I need it. I absolutely they, uh, need it. We're buying, like, half of Stella's computer stuff tomorrow oh, for, yeah. for the Cyber Monday. We put it all in, and the deals are already up. So, yeah. So, yeah, we're, we're purchasing all that. What's uh, the build looking like? Uh, it's actually looking a little bit better on my PC, actually. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> It, I mean, we don't know on a graphics card. We haven't purchased a graphics card yet, but we're trying to keep it cheaper. But it's funny. Everything's yeah. cheaper now. Like, yeah, like it's just no, how computers work. So everything's cheaper. But uh, uh, not even because of Black Friday. Just like my graphics card is dirt cheap now. So yeah. uh, uh, I she's probably going to get a terabyte SSD. I only have a 512. So that's nice for her. Uh, and then I don't know what the graphics card is going to be, but we'll, we'll find out when we, that's when we'll go to the trip to micro center on the day of. So like we, we buy all the, I'm doing it the same way I did mine where we buy all the kind of like the auxiliary things, the case power supply, uh, uh, uh keyboard, mouse, uh, monitor, you know, stuff like that. We bought all of those are in the black Friday deals. Um, and then basically me phil and her because she's gonna help us build it all the way through that that's part of the deal yeah we're all gonna go to micro center that's where we'll pick up the motherboard the graphics card the ram the ssd um what's interesting too is uh oh and and she's definitely she's an old man gaming an old man gaming uh she's old man gaming official for her pc she will have a funko pop in there uh, Excellent. It is a it is a ghost spider, a Gwen Stacy ghost spider. Okay. She's obsessed with her, so she went as her for Halloween. So, mm-hmm. um, all right, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, it's looking good. It's looking good. Phil keeps trying to get me to like get the bigger terabyte hard drive and then give her my smaller one <laughs> and like put all my stuff on the bigger one. I. I, I... <laughs> I actually would be on his side for that one because. Uh, so I was talking. Oh, go ahead. Uh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. I was just the reason I'm not going to do it is because it's a lot easier for me to figure out. Uh, um, it's a lot easier for me to my manage gigabytes than it is for her. You know what that's I mean? True. Yeah. Like, no, and and true. I know she's not going to be going on a spending spree. She doesn't have that much money, so it's going to be a game here and there. But like. One of the games she's been playing with uh, with me is Baldur's Gate 3. I'm not going to let her have that on her own yet, but I'm sure that like eventually she will want that on her own because I steer her away from the, <laughs> from the, from the thing. sexy bits. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Time to get your fix. It's a horrible gaming podcast. It's not great, horrible gaming podcast. It's not even what you would call fair. It's really not that good. Horrible gaming podcast. Hello, 
ladies and gentlemen. My name is Zach Rye with Old Man Gaming. I am not alone. Usually I'm never alone. I'm ahead of myself. Uh, you have decided for whatever reason to tune into another horrible gaming podcast, as evident by the opening already. I'm not alone. Usually I'm never alone. With me is... Neil, a.k.a. Tiny Wizard. Yes, and you are also noticing the sound of my voice because apparently it's a yearly thing now that I'm slowly going to lose my voice and just not have it for a while, which is, I I cannot begin to define to you guys how deflating and demoralizing it is to have slowly started to lose my voice over the last couple of days again after last year. Um, but this is the situation we're in, so away we go. Uh, but we've got a fun show for you today. Not a ton of news out, so we're going to, in honor of the PlayStation Portable, portable right? PlayStation Is that what it's called now? Uh, the PlayStation Portal. Portal. Portal, that's right. In honor of the PlayStation Portal, uh, the shitty one, uh, we're talking about the worst accessories uh, that gaming has ever seen or had. Uh, which is going to be a lot of fun because I have some of my own that I'd love to rant about, but I also looked up a list and found some real, real turds uh, oh, just, to, just to talk about. Um, so yeah, but before that, we'll get into fan traction, and before that, right now, we got to thank the people who make this possible. Behind our ugly mugs is a custom picture that was provided by Mr. Mark Bell. We thank him for that. And of course, the theme song for this show and all shows here at Old Man Gaming are provided by the man who makes the music, my brother, Nick Van Sliders. We thank him for that. We'll be right back. Fan traction. Horrible Gaming Podcast. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that brings us to our first segment, our most important segment that's Fan Traction. That's where we, the co hosts, we talk to you guys. Uh, the fans, all, in all your places, any place we, we see it. Uh, so let's get into it. Um, it's all Jason. Um, ay, ay, ay. Jason starts with Zach. Cyberpunk 2077 is the bestest now. It should win all the things CP77 medal. I'm just going to go ahead and give that a thumbs down. Because that's the way it should be. <laughs> live on uh, air. Yeah, actively. live on air. He got a thumbs down. He knows it. Uh, he then continues. There was a time when action and action adventure were more distinct. But these days, I don't know. I, My problem is, is that there's definitely a day, I think, where you could make the argument that they were more distinct to genres. But the Game Awards themselves only ever recognized action to start with. Then they added the second one well after the point where you couldn't really tell anymore between the two. So, like, I... I think this is blow. This is, like, like, the Game Awards keep adding awards, uh, and they keep throwing the awards out and making it more and more about the trailers. We've talked about this every year it comes around. We talk about this. Just to cover it again real quick, I think the biggest problem with the Game Awards is they don't put enough they don't put enough weight on the awards themselves. The awards are throwaway nothings while the the previews are everything, um, which is very annoying. I like the previews, but for for gaming to be taken seriously as an art form, the awards need to mean something. And they just keep adding these awards and then not doing anything about them. While they just show you trailer after trailer after trailer 
Uh, and it, that's the problem. Like you're not gonna, we're not getting any street cred by you turning what should be the most important celebration of gaming every year into a fucking advertisement for three hours. Uh, it's actually kind of funny that we're talking about this because um, I meant to send this to you earlier. Uh, it, it was a GameSpot video about the Game Awards and the idea that maybe we should rethink what the Game Awards are as yeah. a whole because uh, it's it's like two fronts. Uh, one of them is kind of what we were talking about there, you know, a little bit of, you know, it's more so game advertisements, but the game awards, the categories don't make sense anymore because everything is starting to meld together mm -hmm. in genre. Everything has like, we, we touched a little bit on it. Like things have RPG elements and are considered RPGs. Right. But when they go head to head with something that is a traditional RPG, you can't compare those two together. Um, it's also, you know, talking about stuff like, you know, uh, best, like the best community support, um, right. you know, best community support. It's not the people who are doing the community moderation or anything like that, no matter what, whoever wins this, it's always like the corporate big shot, you know, suit and tie. Oh, I want to thank, you know, this, that, and the other. And oh, of course, you know, the patent patent the back of the mm -hmm. fans who made it all possible, but like, it's not actually honoring those people who are behind the scenes and actually doing what needs to be done to, you right. know, make the game be what it is, which is, you know, traditionally kind of what an award show is. Like when you look at like for uh, the Academy Awards for like, you know, movies and stuff like that, yeah. it's sure we look at the movies, but we also look at the people who are doing the things to make the movies good. Yep. I feel like that's what we kind of need to go towards. Interesting video that GameSpot put out. Well, and you got you got skits on the Oscars and that stuff like that, and you do have performances there. I'm not against any of that, but it's not a giant advertisement. You know, it's much more about like what you said, the people win the awards the people who are working on it that it's the whole point is recognizing the art behind it and instead we're not doing that i think there's a whole nother level that we kind of cover with our with our game awards that they don't which is the fact that most games nine out of ten games the they're ongoing for years Years and years and years and years, even single players now, have huge tail ends, you know, and, and I don't think that the Game Awards doing things by a year-by-year -year basis is smart. I think, like, what we do, which is what was the best experience this year, mm -hmm. is, is a more smarter way to tackle it because of the fact that, like, hell, half the games that come out aren't even good in the first year. It takes a year for them to even be good, good you know? Yeah. Whereas with the Game Awards, it's like, well, they're out of contention for the main awards after the year is out. I think that there is a, a there, there, there definitely needs to be a redesign. And honestly, for me, I don't necessarily mind the trailers because let's face it, in the gaming industry, people love game trailers. You know, like that's that's one of the things they want. That's one of the things they crave. So I could say that the game game trailers could replace the skits and performances that the Academy Awards and stuff like that have. Mm -hmm. But 
we still need to put weight on the awards themselves. We need to have acceptance speeches. We need to see the people who are awarded. It can't just be read off by Jeff Keighley and thrown into the ether like nothing. Uh, and to do that, number one, we need to reduce the amount of awards we have. Action, adventure, and action don't need to be a separate category <laughs> yeah. anymore. Reduce that. Have six nominees there. Move on. Get this giant fucking bulky ass. What, what is it? Like some like 30 it's some like three awards? three hours. Yeah. It, it takes like three hours, which is. And they're not yeah. even. It takes three hours and they're not even giving out awards. That's That's my thing. Like reduce that shit and then give out the awards you know if they had a tight 15 awards to give out boom we'd be way better right off there because then you could devote some time to the nominations to the actual awards being given you know all of that stuff but you don't have that you know right <clears throat> all right so moving on <laughs> jason <laughs> jason then goes daddy what's a cd player which my kid actually knows what a CD player is. We have this big, you guys can barely see it, but it looks like a 1950s radio behind me that all my stuff is on. This is actually a record player, a CD player, a I believe it's actually an 8-track player. I don't have any of those, but it is one. And then a, uh, a radio. Uh, and she's used that to listen to CDs before my old CDs. So funny enough, for better or worse, I don't know if this makes me a good parent or not. My kid loves Blink One Eighty Two. There's a there's an oldie but a good solid, one. solid. She loves solid. them, loves them, loves them. Uh, she keeps requesting them in school and then getting in trouble because they have swear words in them. Um, like they in gym class, they do like a dance, like a dance party for gym class every so often, and the kids get to request things, and she'll be like, "I want to request Girl in the Rock Show." Ah, well, they say fucking that. Uh, <laughs> So, so she'll come home and be like, I need a Blink-182 sound where they don't say swear words. I'm like, I'm not sure. I'm going to have to go back through them. <laughs> um, Those teachers are just squares. <laughs> right? Uh, Jason then continues. And, and this one I actually did some research on. I Want to Be the Guy is an infamous platformer that was ex, uh, expectedly, expectedly, I can't say that word. I'm sorry. Uh, made to be super insanely cheaply hard. Uh, they actually do have a maker version of this too. It's very much like a Mar, like a, it's like a 2D platformer. Uh, I actually did some research on this one, Jason. I looked up I Want to Be the Guy, and I, I found I Want to Be the Guy maker. And yeah, that is not for me. It is not for me at all. It is definitely torture. Torture gaming to its highest level. Um, that's some Super Meat Boy stuff right there. Um, continuing, Jason then goes, I wonder what new rule I can inspire now. I don't know, Jason. I don't know. I don't, I, I, I like that you take Sounds that like as, a as a badge of honor. Yeah, bag, badge of honor. Uh, William Owen then chimes in. Hi! Exclamation point. Neil, what's your favorite bourbon? We'll, we'll full stop there and let you answer. Uh, I... Right now, I'm kind of a fan of Weller, but it's always going to be Elijah Craig. Elijah, Elijah Craig, Elijah Craig. Weller. Yeah, says says Neil. What do you think about Elijah Craig and and Weller, William? I love being the middleman on this. Uh, <laughs> he continues. Finished River City Girls one on mobile was amazing. Now playing the second one on PS4. I really like it. Kyoko's my main for now. 
I think I'm halfway through my first playthrough. Beat the spooky wood boss. Oh, wow, yeah, you're definitely halfway through. Uh, I agree with you on the Resident Evil 4 remake. It was great, but I would have totally replaced it by Remnant 2. Uh, or if they really wanted to put a remake, I think Dead Space was a better remake. Yeah. Uh, talking about categories, remember when they put Sifu in the fighting game category? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I do. And not in Game of the Year. Yeah. Thanks for the show. Hashtag focusing on the show for 10 seconds. <laughs> um, yeah, I... Uh, Look, River City Girls 2 still stands as my all-time favorite brawler. I do have my fingers crossed that Towerborn is better. Uh, but other than that, uh, it is it is it stands as what I think is the best 2D brawler of all time. Um, and I'm glad you're enjoying it, man. I love those games. Uh, I love all the little secrets you can find in 2. Uh, the Spooky Wood Boss was fun. Um... I, you can do them in different orders, so I don't know exactly how far you are because there's the spooky world boss, there's the tech boss, uh, there's the uh, the disco boss, and then there's there's the uh, there's Marin, who is my girl. You have to unlock her, but she's my favorite character. Uh, so yeah, so I don't know how far you are, but yeah, you might be because I think those are secondary bosses. Um, all right, well that's fan traction. You got anything to add, Neil? I do not. <clears throat> Alright guys, we are going to pop on over to our most hated accessories, video game accessories, in honor of PlayStation's ridiculous PlayStation Portal. And then, uh, yeah, so we'll be right back with that. Horrible Gaming Podcast. Alright ladies and gentlemen, that brings us to a talking point. Uh, recently, PlayStation has released possibly one of the dumbest uh, accessories ever to come out of gaming, even though it's getting rave reviews. Uh, the PlayStation Portal, not to be confused with the PlayStation Portable, which is way cooler. Uh, the PlayStation Portal is basically just a screen that allows you to play games from your PlayStation on your screen, but only when you're on the internet with it. It's super fun, super useful. <coughs> um, so in honor of that, we've decided to kind of talk about our the dumbest accessories in video games that we can think of uh, ever, correct? Yes. Do you want to start? Or do you want me to start? Uh, well, you know what? Actually, I think uh, uh, I'll start with this this little list that you sent me here. <laughs> uh, number 15 <clears throat> is one of the ones that came to mind immediately. Number 15. The, uh, I'm looking it up. Just so that you guys know, I... This was a Neil idea for the topic. I really liked it. Uh, and I have a couple that I'm going to talk about, but I actually went to the internet and found like a 30 worst accessories sort of list uh, that um, I just wanted to look over to remind myself. And there's some on here that I didn't even know existed that are just absolute stupidity, but I got to find 15. So that's what he's talking about. I said yeah, number, number 15 uh, was the... Uh the camera and printer for the Game Boy. <laughs> that is a good one. Uh, I feel like that was something that was like somebody had an idea of, oh, hey, wouldn't it be cool if? Um, and somebody else in the boardroom was like, yes, that. Let's do more of that. Um, 
for those not in the know, it was a quote unquote game uh, that you use this camera thing that you put in the Game Boy cartridge slot mm -hmm. and you could take pictures with it and it could like scan your face and play little mini games with your face put into the game. But you could then print out teeny little stamp size stickers, basically, <laughs> from this little printer. Um, I do not know a single person who had this Game Boy printer and was able to find a refill on that paper after uh, it was gone. <laughs> uh, you bought another refill or you fucked off. I... I think it's interesting on that one because that one, in a lot of ways, to me, is ahead of its time. Like, too far ahead of its yeah, time. Yeah, it kind of you was think ahead about of its it, time, for Yeah, sure. you think about it like a camera on a portable device taking selfies. Like, I'm like, man, if that had come out, like, 30 years later when the technology was there, I mean, you know, like, it, it would have been a cooler idea. But, like, mm -hmm. they had an idea for something that the technology in no way, shape, or form... Um, in no way, shape, or form, like, uh, uh, um, kept alive. You know what I mean? That was there for it. Supported, mm -hmm. supported. I mean, you want to look at another weird one on here? Uh, this was one that I found that I never heard of that I thought was really cool. It's number 27. It is a video game, specifically. So it's not really an accessory, but the reason it makes the list is there's something very special about oh, this video yeah. game. Oh, yeah. It's called uh, Bokutai. The sun in your hand. Uh, the game itself was like a action-adventure role-playing game for the Game Boy Advance. However, the cartridge was solar-powered. So you would have to take the cartridge itself outside while it was plugged into the game so that any of your in-game stuff, like your sword and your gun, charged via solar power outside. I think that that's a cool ass idea i think it's a cool idea but think about cool this idea. think about because it's game boy advance so think about the 10 year old like i gotta leave this outside today and then it rains you know what i mean I was and about it, to say, it, yeah. there's so much that can happen bad with that that i i i just thought that was funny um yeah yeah go ahead uh, you know another one actually happens to be number two on this list that immediately came to mind. Number two. I don't remember. Number, number two. two. The Guitar Hero Grip for the Nintendo DS. Oh, yeah. I wasn't so, going to talk about that one. So yeah. Guitar Hero World Tour for the Nintendo DS was a, a portable version of Guitar Hero. And mm. I remember seeing this on a shelf and immediately buying it for my DS. I had this. Um. This is one of the absolute worst things you can do for your wrists and arms ever. <laughs> so to, uh, to kind of describe it for anybody, to play Guitar Hero on the Nintendo DS, you would not hold it normally in your hand. You would turn it sideways with the touchscreen in your palm and in the Game Boy cartridge at the bottom, you would slide in this accessory that is the fret buttons for the guitar controller, basically. Mm. But while the notes came up on the other side of the screen that would be resting against your forearm, you would then be using your other hand oh to then pluck at the strings on the touch screen. You would be doing this like curled in thing the whole time. 
the pain shot from your fingers to your wrist, <laughs> up your elbow and shoulders. I remember the, just playing this game in pain the whole time. Um, and I wanted to justify the purchase, right, basically, because right. this is back when these games cost like $30, $40 normally. Right. This one was 50 because mm. of this bundled in accessory that you needed <laughs> to play the game. Wow, that's terrible. I never heard about that. That's terrible. Um, <laughs> that's some stupid ass shit. Um, well, I want to shout out my big one then, which I don't need the list for, that I think is one of the stupidest accessories of all time, and that's Nintendo Labo and all that cardboard oh, yeah. crap-ass bullshit that came and went where they were like selling cardboard fishing kit rods to kids for like fucking $50. I, it is still, in my mind, one of the worst, evilest cash grabs I've ever seen. It, it was like somebody was playing... With like somebody in R and D was was playing with a Nintendo Switch and and figuring something out and like a money grubbing CEO walked in and be like sell that fifty dollars to kids you know it, it it I hate it I hated that thing you would get these like you get a box and it would just be cardboard pieces and you fold the cardboard pieces into certain shapes and then those cardboard pieces would interact with your Switch. To do stuff like there's a fishing rod so it'd be a fishing game there was a piano where you could play a piano on it there was a crazy ass 150 dollars robot suit that you could like put cardboard pieces on you and then have robot battles fucking stupid i hate that i mean not only that it's flimsy as shit you know those things broke down like two weeks after they got them you know uh and they cost mil like tons of dollars man I hate Nintendo Labo. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, another one uh, that was uh, kind of dumb and stupid, which is on this list, number 23, the Sega Activator. Oh, fuck you. That was going to be one of mine. Oh, <laughs> so this one was one that I kind of knew about. Uh, I never had this for my Ooh. Sega Genesis. I wanted it so bad. The and idea then... was so cool. Um, so you would basically, uh, build this little plastic ring on the mm -hmm. ground and you would stand in the middle of it. And then you putting your limbs out in certain parts of this ring would basically break a, a laser beam that was effectively being projected up. Not that you could see it or anything, but you know, and it was supposed to, be the same as you pushing a button. So everybody was like, oh yeah, absolutely. <coughs> so like you can fight in a fighting game by actually like punching and stuff like that. But, but you can't. But you can't because the tech didn't work. And well, and it's just pressing how a those button. Games work, yeah. Right. It's just pressing a button. So you <laughs> just you could sit on a you could sit on a chair and just like flick your hands back and forth to press buttons. Plus, the activator. And this was the big problem with the activator is that it, that's the same way it worked for directional buttons. So like to move on the screen was like nearly impossible. <laughs> you would have yeah. to constantly be like, move, no, this way, this way, this way, this way, this way. It was terrible. It was terrible. Uh, but I wanted one of those so bad when I was a kid. I remember seeing them in the magazines and just thinking, oh, that's the coolest thing. Uh, and now I, I look back on stupid me and be like, oh, thank God I never purchased one of never those. Never got it. You know, yeah, never purchased one of those. 
I, I'm going to point out one on this list that I've never seen or heard of until I looked at this list, uh, which I urge everybody to go look up. I got to find it. At, oh. Oh, that's one we should talk about. Uh, but, uh, oh, man, I got to find it. Um, talk about another one of yours while I find it. Uh, well, keeping with the theme of stupid things that Sony's put out, mm -hmm. um, the DualShock 4 back button, uh, <laughs> not on this list, but very much deserves to be there. Yeah. So yeah. this is a weird accessory that you would plug into the jack on the bottom of the PlayStation controller. And whenever it is plugged in, it's got like two little paddles. You could map buttons to those paddles. So it was trying to compete with the idea of programming buttons from uh, the Elite controller, uh, but it, it was just a dumb accessory that really there's not a whole heck of a lot of use for it. Right. That's not the main reason that b people buy elite controllers. It's the tactile right. feel, the customization, everything like that. Not, hey, instead of push pushing X on the front of the controller, <laughs> I can push X with a button on the back. Um, nobody bought this. Nobody used this. Mm -mm. These were not great things. No. Uh so I found it. It's number three on the list. I've never seen it before this list when I was looking it up. And I can't begin to describe it to you guys. I'm not going to be able to edit it into the show because I'm sick and I don't have the patience. So I just urge anybody listening to go into Google and Google the Microsoft Sidewinder Dual Strike controller for PC. Uh, and you will immediately see what I'm talking about. It is the weirdest stupidest looking controller i've ever seen in my entire life it's like it's like an h but a lopsided h and the buttons are like next to the first analog stick it's crazy cakes i don't even know how you'd use this thing it is um it's what if what if bop it but controller yeah, yeah, yeah. What a pop and pop controller. That's exactly what it looks like. It's crazy to me. Uh, and that one that I saw on the list, and I just immediately I looked at it. I was like, what? Who? What? Who thought this was a good idea? Who in the world thought this was a good idea? I mean, we should probably talk about the power glove. Probably the worst, the most infamous. The most infamous. We should worst accessory uh, uh, in the history of gaming. Probably didn't. Uh, what's the name of the movie? They made a movie that heavily oh, yeah. focused on the power the, glove. The wizard. The wizard. Yeah. Because the bad guy used the power glove like it was yeah. special. He was like, like every time they met him, he was like, "I'm gonna win because I got a power glove." And yeah. I'm like, "Dude, it's a fucking controller on a glove, and it doesn't. It's not." First of all, like, it didn't really, like, like supposedly, like, movements of your hand would move the controller. Mm -hmm. The thing weighed, like, 50 pounds, though. Like, it was so heavy. It was impossible to keep that thing up for any period of time. Uh, and then, from what I understand, it wasn't very reliable on the movements and whatnot. No. I will tell you what, this is one of the dumb things that, if I found one out and about, I would purchase it just for collecting. Yeah, I, I, I won't argue that. That would just be cool to own. 
That would just be cool to own. Um, do you got uh, another one? Because I got another I, one. I do have another one. We're going it's through not on them this fast, list. But, oh. uh, yeah, we're going through. That's fine. Short yeah. shows are okay. That's fine. <laughs> they get a, my they my get voice needs a short show, honestly. <laughs> So uh, another one that's not on this, I think we have talked about before. Uh, it is the uh, PlayStation TV, the PlayStation 3D TV. So they made a TV that was like 26 inches that was aimed towards gamers, but it was like marketed more towards those who wanted to do split screen with somebody but not have to deal with the split screen oh, part of it. I remember. This is the anti-screen yes. cheat TV. Yeah, so you had yeah. to wear a pair of glass that didn't make things 3D. It just made it so that you could see the screen and what you were doing. Right. It was a good idea, but buying an entire TV for that that was just a TV and pretty expensive uh, for a TV that was just basically for multiplayer gaming, and that was about it. Not necessarily the greatest move. Now, you know, I got to be honest. Uh, screen cheating. I remember people would just build boxes and stuff and tricks to try and get around it. Uh, yeah. And I'm like, uh, for me, I was like, Whatever. If they screen cheat, I can screen cheat. And as soon as I know you're doing it, I'm going to do it. And then it's it's all it's all hands on deck. And personally, mm. the best games that I had were LAN parties anyway, where you weren't playing on a same TV with another another team. You know what I mean? You everybody had their own TV. So like, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, man, that I I kind of see the need for that, but I feel like it's too expensive to like, you know what I mean? Like. Like, it's a good idea. If they could make that a cheaper thing, then, like, it would be way better, you know? Yeah, if it was a TV that you could somehow do it to where if it was you, like, sat at a certain angle or something like that, you could see, like, just your stuff. Cool. But the fact that it was not just... It wasn't just the fact that you had to have the mm -hmm. TV. You had to have two sets of 3D glasses, too. What's even crazier is, like, I don't think of PlayStation as a, a split-screen versus system. You know what I mean? Like, when I think yeah. of, like, split-screen versus, I think of Halo. I think of old-school Xbox. Uh, I don't really think of Play... Or I think of 64 and, like, Goldeneye and stuff. I don't really think of PlayStation or PlayStation 2 as the... The, the split screen, you know, shooter sort of thing. Uh, maybe it's just me. PS1 and PS2 had some. Yeah, I'm not stuff. saying they didn't have them. I just. Um, but yeah, it was definitely like once you got to the PS3, PS4 and, you know, on, it's definitely been one of those things to where that's when that's right. when and I started losing. That. I'm not saying that PlayStation didn't have them. I'm just saying that, like, the marketing for PlayStation, for me, never screamed it. Whereas you had Xbox where that was the only thing they had, you know? Like, all of their marketing was Halo. All of their marketing was, like, that. So it would make more sense to me for, like, Microsoft to come up with something like that. Because 
just for marketing purposes. You know what I mean? I never, in my mind, I would never see Sony going, we've got to figure out a way to fix screen cheating, you know, so that people can't screen cheat on our JRPGs. You know, like, it just never, you know, it just doesn't go hand in hand with me. I'm not saying they didn't have it. I know they did. It's just, they weren't known for it. Uh, The next one, I got a shout out. And this one, I actually knew a dude who had this. And it made me giggle every time because he was so excited to get this. Um, so Xbox was very, um, experimental with a lot of things. I think we can say that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it almost cost them the entirety of everything in the beginning. Halo obviously saved that console, but they had a couple of other like hits that were very experimental. Fable was another one that was trying new things, not always pulling them off. One of the things was Steel Battalion. I don't know if you know what Steel Battalion is. I I remember hearing about it. So Steel Battalion is a mecha game. And for all intents and purposes, it is a B-minus mecha game, maybe a C-plus. It is very mech warrior-ish, right? It's not like anime style. It's like Battletech sort of mechs. Um, But to play it, you had to purchase a controller that came with it. Neil, I want you to go onto your little Googler right now, and I want you to look up Steel Battalion controller for Xbox. I have to use my phone. For yeah, it, that's but... fine. That's fine. It's actually number 17 on the list, but I don't want to make oh. you scroll through. Oh, I'm at 19 right now. Oh, so. well, that's easy. Yeah. Oh, it's not a very good picture of it, though. This thing was the size of a table. What in the whole shit? <laughs> this thing was the size of a table, and what they're not showing is it also came with foot pedals, like three or four foot pedals. Uh, basically, you had to set yourself up like you had a little cockpit. Uh, and when you went to start, you would have to toggle all the switches on. You had to do all the mecha points. It all like connected with this controller. Uh, which, look, I'm not going to lie to you, it's also kind of cool, but how anyone looked at this and thought this was sustainable, when it came out, the game itself, with the accessory, cost as much as an Xbox. So you had to buy an Xbox, then you had to buy Steel Battalion and the controller, which was another Xbox, basically. That's how expensive Steel Battalion was. That's why Steel Battalion is a very rare game, and this controller is even more rare. It is a full, like, double joystick. Like, it had some, like, 32 buttons or something like that. Uh, every button that would be in the mecha. So it was, like, mecha-realistic uh, things. Plus foot pedals. want to point that out again. They're not showing that here, but there were foot pedals that you had to put on the ground and work with your feet to make the mecha work. Uh, so yeah. So there you go. The Steel Battalion controller uh, for Xbox is one of mine. It's just it's just not sustainable in any way, shape, or form, you know? That's, yeah, that's absolutely insane. And yeah, it's definitely not sustainable. No, no. Um, I don't know how anyone thought it was. Uh, and from what I understand, the company that made Steel Battalion made Steel Battalion and then fucked off, like... Because that was the only <laughs> thing they did. Like, and I'm like, why was this your... Like, nobody was like, maybe we shouldn't make a $200 controller and make the game only work on that controller? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's definitely, like... I, I, I've never understood that sort of stuff. Even, like, Guitar Hero. 
rock band and stuff. Like, it's cool, but like, uh, you can't see it in this shot of me, but over in the back corner over here, I have all of my drums set and guitar controllers and everything like that for Guitar Hero and Rock Band. It was such a cool idea, but when you have to set equipment up that can take like 15, 20 minutes, mm -hmm. and then you never have anywhere to store it after the fact, because there's no good way to store it. Right. Uh, it, 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 it inevitably takes away from everything. Yeah, um, I agree. Uh, I think, I, I think at least Guitar Hero had going for it that those pieces were interchangeable with, uh, with Rock Band. You know yeah. what I mean? Could use it for two games or other <laughs> games in the series. That's true. Uh, I think that's one of the big things. If you want a peripheral or an accessory to be successful, it has to work with a lot of different things, right? And it has to serve a purpose, you know? Like you look at a steering wheel. Like a steering wheel controller. Works with a, with a lot of games. Every racing game out there, you know, can use a steering wheel controller. I think like that kind of stuff is what you got to think if you want your accessory to be successful. Steel Battalion, it's, I mean, you can't play Mario with it. <laughs> so like... That's that. Uh, same with uh, the Guitar Hero stuff. You know, now that it's gone, you know, I I was always waiting for them to make games out of those peripherals. You know, for somebody to be like, we're going to make like rock gods and it's a story narrative and you play the guitar to fight. You know what I mean? That'd be so cool. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And they never did. Uh I was no, waiting they... for somebody to use those peripherals other than Guitar Hero or Rock Band. I mean, they were out there and they were prevalent. I don't know why they didn't. It's it's almost like that uh, Lynx crossbow training for the Wii. Yeah, yeah. It was made for that one single solitary thing and literally nothing else nothing forever else. and ever. Yeah, yeah. I just, um, I wish, like, you could have even done classes with it. Like, well, if he's using a microphone and he's using a uh, uh, uh a guitar, you know what I mean? You get a bonus on this or whatever. Like you could have done some really cool, interesting, trippy stuff with those peripherals, but no one ever used them. Everybody was like, ah, yeah, you, you play rock band or guitar here with them or you fuck off. Like that's it. <laughs> and they take up half of your coat. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why, especially if I was a third party, like smaller independent game developer. And I saw how big, Rock Band and Guitar Hero had gotten at those times. I'd be like, everybody, there was a time when everybody had those fucking things in their house. Mm -hmm. Everybody. If you didn't have that, nobody wanted to be at your house. It was just that simple. Like, they would show up at normal parties. Like, every New Year's Eve party I go to had somebody playing those fucking things. Like, if I was an independent person, I'd be like, we need to make games for those because everybody has them. And eventually, Guitar Hero and Rock Band is going to get old and they're going to want to use those for something else, you know? But no one ever did. Kind of no. blew my mind, honestly. Uh, so I don't know if you have any more, but I have one other one that came to my mind that's not on this list. Go for it, Emmy. I don't really have any more. I think those were my big ones. Uh, I mean, other than the, the PlayStation Portal, can we? Like, can well, I just yeah. make that one of the dumbest accessories <laughs> let's just, ever? Let's just bring that up right now. <laughs> uh, the most ill-advised accessory stupid. ever. So stupid. It's, it's a $200 tablet that doesn't do anything and has controller, you know, controller handles built on really, the side. Really? Let's the, take it back. It's a $200 controller 
that you can yeah. see the game on. That's what it is. That's fair. Like, yeah. That's basically what this fucking Only thing is. if you have a good internet connection and uh, <laughs> a good pair of wired headphones or a lot of extra capital to throw around to get right. their special proprietary wireless headphones. Like, uh, I do not know why these things are sold out and people are scalping pre-orders on eBay. I don't well, know. they're sold out because scalpers bought them. I want to see how much they actually like get for them. You know, there's going to be a scalper out there with like forty of them in his house. He doesn't yeah, know what to do. With you them. know, actually, real quick, I I'm just going to do a quick look and see because we looked at this not too long ago. And I think they were going for like three hundred. Yeah, something like that. Uh, they are going for. Once it decides to uh, load a three hundred and fifty dollars, four hundred and twenty dollars. They're all buy it nows. No actual bidding auctions. It's ridiculous. Oh no! Wait, I lied. Uh, here's one. <laughs> Play this. This sums it up. The description: PlayStation Portal open box used for two days. Current bid three hundred and fifteen dollars. <laughs> That's not a scalper. Bids. That's just somebody who realized a mistake. Who has regret, and they're trying to make the most. Hey, of it. they're getting back it more like than the, yeah. Back. It sounds like they're about to win out on that though. More, 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 more uh, uh, power to you. He he made a poor choice, and now he's getting what one hundred and fifty dollars back right now. Basically, so good, good on him. Um, all right. The, what was oh, your I was accessory? Just say, the, the last one was the uh, e-reader for the Game Boy, the Game Boy Advance. Yeah, so I, I don't know if you had one of these. I didn't have a Game Boy Advance. So okay, so this was a weird, doofy-looking accessory that slid into the game cartridge thing, and it contained mini games on cards that Ooh. were just trading cards. <laughs> Uh, so not only did you have to have that game cartridge, which was about half the size of the actual Game Boy Advance anyways, but you had to then also have these cards carrying around with you constantly. This may fall under more of a game than an accessory, so to speak, but it's still dumb nonetheless, because it's not, it, it really didn't have any term practical use. Yeah. At all. Yeah, that's pretty stupid. That's pretty up there on the stupid list right there. Yeah. Uh all right, well if that's it, let's uh let's hit the news, man. Give my hit voice a little bits. a little break. Alright. Horrible gaming podcast. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, that brings us to our last segment, the news. That's where we Collect news stories that don't necessarily deserve a talking point or maybe that we don't want to talk about for 40 minutes. Uh, we tell you guys about them, we talk about them, we riff about them. I don't actually have any this week, but Neil has two, so we're going to talk about his real quick. Uh, maybe it'll be a short short because, uh, as you can hear, uh, mercy, mercy. Uh, <laughs> so what you got for us, Neil? All right, so it feels like every single year we have this same conversation about a game doing this around this point in time. Okay. 
Diablo 4 has a very interesting social media campaign right now for marketing. Uh, it's running ads on Facebook and everything like that saying that Diablo 4 is the ultimate game of the year contender. Uh, the game that was not nominated <laughs> no, for a no, single man. solitary fucking thing. Um, every single year. What was it? Far Cry 6 last year. Yeah. They, they yeah. announced the game of the year edition. Yeah. Where it wasn't nominated yeah. at all. It wasn't nominated anywhere. For a single was... solitary thing. This is just so stupid. Yeah. Um, because people who care about that sort of stuff know full well that that is objectively right. false information. Yeah, it's so dumb, man. I feel like there should be like like the the video game rating system should like step in on that, you know? Because like right? like you're fa- you're straight up lying at this point. Like this is right. like this is consumer bullshit. This is consumer lying. Like we have we have laws against false advertising, and I can't think of anything more false advertising. Than That's... making a game of the year edition when you were not nominated for any game of the years. Like, who nominated them, you know? Um, yeah, same with Diablo. Like, maybe they were nominated somewhere else that we don't know about. Uh, there are a lot of these little dinky awards, and maybe that's how they get around it. But uh, it's it, it's mind-boggling to me how they, uh, how they do this shit. That they're technically correct in yeah. that someone they were nominated for a game of the year yeah. contention. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. So, uh, and the next one, and my last one, and the most infuriating one. Oh, uh, we have entered yet a brand new age of in-game advertisements. Uh. So, Ubisoft is catching some shit because... Uh, in their games, if you hit the pause button or the button to pull up the menu, it's been showing an advertisement before you get to the menu or the map or anything that you're trying to go to for uh, the Assassin's Creed Mirage being on sale for uh, Black Friday. On any game? Every game? Uh, you pause it, you see Mirage, so Black Friday? Every game. So there's there's video evidence of it uh, when this really kind of broke. There is an individual who is playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey. They paused the game and tried to go into the map, and the screen popped up, forcing them to hit, like, OK, to, like, acknowledge, and then took them to the map. Pop-up ads in your games. That's what we want. That makes things better. I mean... Um, so... From the next, there, next step from, of fuckery, right there. Well, from there, they uh, Ubisoft responded to it. They said, "Oh, this is an error. It's not supposed to show up there. It's supposed to show up when you first turn the game on." Uh, no, you made it be there. You wanted it to be there. You're just trying to cover your ass now that people are calling you on it. Guaranteed, yeah. they're yeah. never going to admit it, but guaranteed, that's what they're trying to do. Well, um, and, and it's the and testing the waters thing. Exactly. That game companies exactly like to do is. this. If nobody had complained, that would have been it, the new norm from the there on. You know, and that, that's just how it works with them. Uh, I, it, it's frustrating. It's very frustrating, especially as we move closer and closer to the streaming singularity when it comes to <laughs> video games. You know? Yeah. 
Yeah, we got I, Game I, Pass. There's not really any like healthy alternatives to Game Pass, but there will be. We will see that in the next ten years. And as we start to see stuff like that, uh, we're going to start to see other companies innovate by saying, "Hey, we're only going to put it on this streaming service." And then you're, we're going to make all our money on pop-up ads. I think there is a really interesting discussion in there, though, about what is worse, pop-up ads or battle passes or locked... Like, if, if I could get pop-up ads every so often instead of having content, like, blocked behind, like, price tags, would that be better? I don't know. Like, don't get me wrong, it's all shit. But, like, still, like, it's in, it's an interesting thought process to where, like, oh, they're making money this way. Could they maybe not make money that way? I mean, it's game companies, so they're going to do it in all the ways. But you know mm. what I mean. Uh, it, it's interesting. Because I'd, I'd take a pop-up ad over a loot box situation, you know? Yeah. Especially I, I in my know. free-to-play games, you know? Right. I don't know. I feel like I would be I I can deal with like I can deal with whenever you first turn a game on and they give you that splash screen of oh you head on over here and buy this thing like fine cool you have to advertise you know you need to make money I get it like it it is what it is in that case Um, and then I can kind of deal with the oh well you know we need to put like ads for real life things on billboards or ha- in, in the game or like have sponsored events where like, you know, you, you fight in the, the Doritos arena or something like that. That's when I'm starting like, okay, this is getting a little, it's getting a little shitty. Uh, and now it's just like, you're actively playing the game and you're being advertised too. Uh, the next step is going to be a 30 second commercial that pops up in the middle of you, you know, trying to upgrade your character and, and it'll say like, Oh, while you're, while you're finished completing your character upgrade, look at this important message from whatever company. And they're trying to sell you like supplements or something. like. You know, I agree with you. I think that like, like if you, if you could say to me, uh, in my free, because I play a lot of the the online fighting games that are free to play, like uh, For Honor, which is I think free to play now, but like wasn't before. But like For Honor and uh, Naraka, Blade Point, stuff like that, uh, and they usually have characters locked behind a grind, which is fine. Mm-hmm. I don't mind that. But if you said to me, "Hey, we'll make all these characters unlocked for you. You can play any character you want in the game. You don't have to grind them out," but but after every match that you have, you're going to have to watch a two-minute ad. I'd be like, okay, but here's the problem. That's not the way gaming companies do things. It's right. like, it's like, it's just like you said. It's not going to be as simple as that. It's going to be, now you're getting pop-ups over here, and now you're getting ads over here, and then they're whining that they're not making enough money, even though they make more money than any other industry on the planet. Like, it's... It's ridiculous. It's, it's almost like did you watch did you watch Ready Player One? No, I did not. So, so there is a point where the 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 main bad guy. You know the premise behind the movie. Yeah. Okay. So there's a point where the main bad guy is like 
telling a corporate board what his plan is whenever he takes over the Oasis. And he's like, oh, this is how everything looks right now, you know, the battlefield and everything. And he's like, this is what we're looking at. And then he shows this display of, like, the microtransactions all over the place and, like, pop-ups and everything. And he said something along the lines of, our studies have shown that uh, – that people can sustain about five minutes of this before neural overload. So we're trying to work on that right now. It's like, <laughs> it's literally what would like it's getting to yeah. almost. Yeah, I agree with that. I completely agree with that. Uh, well, I, I mean, even the good games like Baldur's Gate three, every time I launch it on my computer, I have a, I have a pop-up It pops up first before you can hit play because it gets launched through the Larian launcher and there's like six things on the side that are like, buy this, buy this, buy this, buy this, buy this, you know? And then I have to hit play again. Larian has play. its own launcher? Yeah, oh yeah. Ugh. Yeah, oh yeah. Same with... Not uh, everything needs its own launcher. <laughs> no, there's a lot of things that have their own launcher. And, and those are always, I find, like, do we need an own, our own launcher here? No. Or is this just ads? Like, I get it on games that have mod support. Like, Age of Wonders 4 has a launcher. And then it has like really good mod support. So like it like right at the bottom before you launch the game, you can select the mods you want to launch with it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I get the launcher there. And I'm sure that eventually Larian, I mean, because Larian's working on mod support, uh, they're going to have that eventually. That'll make more sense. But every launcher is like that. When you pop up the launcher and then it's just like, look at all this stuff. It's 40% off by this stuff. You like this? You like this stuff. You know, and it's just like, I gotta like go through, scroll through it to hit the play, um, but yeah, yeah, it's that's that's obnoxious. Gaming is an interesting beast. Gaming I, is obnoxious. I really, I really <laughs> hope like it just keeps getting worse. I'm, I'm wondering where rock bottom is gonna be for the gaming industry. I, honestly, like I'm, I'm almost rooting for the crash. We yeah, need a reset. So am I, because it's not going to kill our games, because all our games are fucking indie people, man. Like, not even just that, dude. Like, dude, at this point, I have such a massive backlog, bro. I'm good for a couple years. Yeah, right. Crash that shit. I'll be good. Right. Y'all get your poop in a group. I'll be over here playing. You know, whatever I got going on. Yeah, I mean, it'll make content for the show pretty rough. Uh, But uh, yeah, all right. uh, That's it for the news. We're gonna go to plugs. And I'm gonna stop talking. Horrible gaming podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it brings us to the end of the show and the shameless self-promotion that comes with it. Neil, what would you like to plug? Well, we are in the final episodes of Redfall Down. Thanks, sweet Christ. Uh, I haven't had to play it in two weeks, and nor will I have to, Yay. because we have finished, even though for some reason I still have not uninstalled it from my computer. Oh, what are you doing? I installed no, no, it before we were off the, the, the call that, that we record <laughs> on. That night, it was, it was gone. Um, yeah, Redfall Down's final episode will air the Saturday before Christmas. Merry Christmas. And uh, I'm uh, still I, so glad that joke worked out. <laughs> I very much enjoyed the series, even if I didn't enjoy all of my time there. <laughs> I think my biggest problems with Redfall were the fact 
it it has some content that shouldn't be made fun of, and then it just everything else around it is tongue in cheek, and it just yeah. it drove me absolutely mad. There's one episode already up where I ranted, and I think in the last episode I went on a fucking rant about it because it just just drove me fucking nuts that it would be like some like child kidnapping fucking grooming bullshit, and then my character's just like making silly blood-sucking jokes. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening in this game? You know, you can't even get the tone right. It's not It's not bad enough that I gotta play this game through bug after bug after bug, but you didn't even write it good. It sucks. It sucks to, it sucks to consume, period. On every level, that game is terrible. Yeah. But we beat it and got all the rare yeah. achievements that came with it. <laughs> that we did. Um, so yeah, look out for that. Uh, I got a couple of extra things to plug. Uh, new series, myself and Phil Billy play Baller's Gate 3 and try and roleplay in character, and it is interesting to say the least. Uh, if you're listening to this or watching this, it will have come out this Monday, so you can go back and watch the first episode. It will have premiered. Uh, and then of course, check out everything we have to offer. We're doing TTRPG live streams. We're doing, uh, uh... Plenty of Let's Plays. Oh, OMGM is barreling along. Um, it's got a lot of good stuff here. We're just chugging along. That's what we're doing. Chugging into 2024. Um, as far as the other things, I do want to say it is scheduled. Wednesday the 27th will be the Horrible Game Awards. Our, what I believe is our fifth annual Horrible Game Awards. Uh, the nominees video is up as we speak. Um, if you are listening or watching this, there is still time to get a vote in. If you want to cast a vote, uh, do it via Discord or to me in the comments, and I will count them. Um, the voting ends on December 4th. And like I said, nominations video is up there. You can go check it out. Do what you're going to do. Some people have disliked it, which is weird. I've never gotten dislikes on my nominations. Yeah, I'm not even kidding. Some people have disliked my nominations video. Um, but, but yeah, check it out. We've got a good one. I'm very excited about this year's award show that will be airing the 27th. And then as usual, we are barreling into the new year. So you're going to be seeing a lot of our weird, uh, pre-recorded stuff and other things like that, that we're going to start working on here very shortly. Uh, and yeah, so there you go. Holiday season gets busy here at Old Man Gaming. That it uh, does. So you guys can also reach us on Facebook at OldManGamingDH, on Twitter at OldManGaming9. You can join our Discord links in the description below, influence us, and all of our shows from there. So as you keep watching and listening, we'll keep making them. We'll see you guys next week. That's another thing we need to talk about. But uh, um, <laughs> I got Carlac's second love scene. Um, it's real interesting if you're a dude. That's all I'm saying. That's all. No, I'm going to say more. I I think she uh, she she... Fucks her butt with her hand. Pretty sure. <laughs> and uh, what? I'm not even kidding. It gets real weird. <laughs> like I don't know why or if I made a choice wrong, but like you, you there's I, like I don't want to spoil anything. I, I, I mean, you're not dating Carlac. It's it's Kayla. But if yeah. for some reason this makes it in the show, Kayla spoilers for the second Carlac love scene. Uh, but uh, but but. You go on like a date with her, and then she goes, "Yeah, let's do it again." And then you go up to a hotel room, 
Uh, and this is way in Act 3. And then you start kissing and everything's normal. And then you're butt naked, which is crazy. You see some full frontal stuff, uh, which I was not expecting. But then she picks you up like you're a girl. Or, or not even a girl, just like a small whatever. Puts you on the bed, puts your legs up, and her hand goes down. And then like I'm like, oh, what? What's happening? Oh. <laughs> whoa, whoa, Carlac! Whoa, whoa, whoa! What's happening right now? I don't, I don't know if we, I agreed to this. It gets real weird. It gets real weird. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't know you had to. You basically had to earn it uh, because oh, yeah. we finally got we finally got through a little bit. Uh, we, we finally got house and we got that all squared away. Um, but uh, I guess you you have to do like the side quest thing for her infernal engine so yeah. that's what we're trying to do right now you got to and uh whenever we were looking around apparently there was somebody in that druid camp uh that was going to be able to take care of everything but yeah. we already finished everything before oh, no. that so oh yeah so kayla was distraught uh but apparently there's uh that when you go to the next part, if you go to the underdark, I guess there's somebody else in there that can do the same thing too. Man, so, I hope so for your sake, because that's the no, only one I knew yeah. of, and so, I'd be pissed at you if uh, <laughs> if you dragged her through it to not get that. It's such an easy thing to do. You just go up to him, and he's like, "Yeah, sure, here," and he makes it for her. Yeah. So we are currently on our way to try to get to the Underdark, but recently stumbled into the uh, the Swamp Hag thing. I don't know if you guys did that or not. Oh, I, the, I started the Swamp Hag with my very first game, and uh, it kicked my ass real hard. Yes. And then I started a second game, and I just accidentally skipped over it, and I kind of <laughs> like want i i'm way too far now to do it again so it's just my yeah. second playthrough is going to be the one that i end up doing with that because i'm in act three right now with my yeah dude, so yeah we uh we, it was it was a lot more difficult because like we we're playing on the base difficulty because i don't know if if like we just suck or miss something <laughs> like dude on the standard difficulty when we were going to talk to was, uh, the those paladins that were after Carlac, we went into the inn mm -hmm. and we got TPK'd in the first round, just walking in there. Yeah, like the paladins are tough. And, and it wasn't, and we were strategic with it too. Like, I don't know how familiar you were with it. Yeah. We went I've done in it twice. So, we actually split up. I took Gail and went upstairs in case shit went south. And Kayla went through with Carlac in the front. So she's doing all that beat. stuff. We got our asses. I think, I think you got un unlucky at that point. Because I was like, like to say, because it was like, I, I was, I was like, are, are we serious right now? Two barbarians. TPK'd in the first turn. I've definitely been TPK'd in that fight. Uh, on standard, I've definitely been TPK'd in that, but like for you to have gone in with thought processes, yeah. like with, with it, I'm kind of surprised because both times that I got TPK'd, it was like, oh, I uh, engaged them at the wrong time, and here we go, you know? Yeah. Uh, I think that like uh, the other thing, the other thing is you got to remember that game is it works on the same dice system, so like yeah. 
like I have had it where like, because I I would like to say that I'm pretty decent at it. I'm only playing on normal. I don't think I'll ever try tactician. But like I'm I'm at a point where I've got my party down. I know what spells I like to use. I know how to control the battlefield. Um, And there are still times where like I'll go into a battle. And I'll just get like six or seven bad rolls, and then boom, I'm done. You know, so it's kind of like it's one of those situations. You don't have the game master to occasionally cheat on your behalf. You know what That's I mean? That's true. Yeah. 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 Though there was one time uh, when we were talking before, like I was I was captured and I failed three strength checks in a row. Two of them had advantage as a barbarian. I'm like, I I don't I don't know what's happening here. Like. I just like it's it's apparently transitions over into my real life, you know, as DM, because like I've always will fudge my roles in like favor of the characters. Um, So that way, like there's been times where I've actively rolled like four crits in a row on like Mm. um, like two turns, like one of them being a multi attack. It's like I'm going to destroy this one person. So it's like, yeah, you know, I'll dick around and just like, oh, no, one of them missed. Oh, yeah, you know. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think some of it's bad luck on, on that part. You know what I mean? But sure. uh, but yeah, I, I I will say I had a really hard one last night because I had a TPK and it was my own stupidity. I had been just tear assing through this quest line, uh, hunting this like serial killer. Mm-hmm. And uh I had already short rested twice and I had gotten through two big fights and I didn't realize that the next thing I went to was going to be like the main fight. Uh, And I walked into it and I got killed. So I'm all the way back before the first two fights. Uh, That's one thing that's irritating. You got to save constantly in that one. That's like old school fallout rules. If you don't save, you're going back and that is demoralizing. Yes. (laughs) All right. 